I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hocus Pocus, uh, Disney is making like a sequel in books. So they have like a three-part novel coming out for Hocus Pocus, but there's a lesbian teen love story in it. What? Yeah. Oh so, my God. You know, they know their audience. That's great. Yeah, no kidding. You're going to have a story about <laughs> witches. There better be at mm-hmm. least two lesbians yeah. in there. I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, the podcast where two lesbians dike out about queer topics with guests who aren't straight white men until today. Uh, I'm Carolyn Bergier. I'm Sarah York. And today we'll be diking out with comedian Lucas Connolly about being raised by gay moms. Uh, Lucas has been seen on the CISO's New York's Funniest Comedians, Comedy Central's New York and South Beach Comedy Festivals, and won the National Lampoon Joke Off. Lucas runs three successful comedy shows in New York, and one of them I went to recently featuring the incomparable Janine Garofalo. And perhaps most notably, Lucas is the first man to be invited as a guest on Taking Out. Welcome, Lucas. Hey, thank you so much. (laughs) We hope we don't come off as too hostile. No, I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay, that's great. Uh, For any of our listeners who are concerned, we just wanted to let you know we did a full pat-down of Lucas before letting him into the studio (laughs) just to make sure he wasn't carrying the patriarchy on him. (laughs) So I think we're good. He's good to go. He's good to go. All right. First off, I want to plug an upcoming show. For any of you who are going to be in New York on August 6th, former guests Sarah Kennedy and Veronica Garza host an incredible show called 
Queer Film Theory 101. I talked about this, I think, on the last episode. Um, it's at House of Wax in Brooklyn. The show's at 8 p.m. I'm on the lineup along with Alex English and Connor Cregan. It's a show where queer comedians pick a movie that's not explicitly queer, and then they break it down uh, for all the, the gay-ass subtext um, <laughs> that's in it. So there will be clips. It's going to be fun. On Facebook, go and like them to get updates on future shows. At Queer Film Theory 101, New York City, or NYC. Well, you'll find it. Just start typing it in. It'll come up. You're All doing right. great. <laughs> How was France? Oh, God. Were you there when they won the World Cup? No. Oh, no. I, I was there for, I was the, like... for the two games before okay. that. Let's say my trip to Buffalo right after France was better than France. Okay. So... <laughs> I feel like I feel like such a snot. Everyone was like, yeah. "How is France?" I was like, it "Welcome was to Dyking Out, where sucks. we complain about international travel." <laughs> yeah, my tip to everybody is: um, if your parents have been separated for twelve years, don't go on vacation with the both of them. It's not a vacation. It's not going to be like the parent trap. Right. Uh, there's actually nothing great about it, um, unless you're looking to relive all of your childhood traumas oh, cool. and be reminded of what it felt like to be very sad in mm-hmm. high school. Um, yeah. In a place on vacation with, that with uses like a different currency than you're used to. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. But everything smelled like lavender and the food was great. So I guess oh, it was fine. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> I was telling my, my coworker about it. And she's like, well, at least that's at least you were in France when things were terrible with your parents. Like, uh, it's better than being sad in like Minnesota. I was like, or like Buffalo, where I grew up and dealt with this my whole life. Oh gosh. I did have a nice time in Buffalo though. And uh shout out to one of our listeners, Rob. Uh he is my friend from like elementary school, middle mm-hmm. school, high school. And I didn't know he was a Diking Out listener. And his wife was like, oh, yeah, he's listening to Diking Out all the time when he's That's great. doing the laundry and stuff. And they invited us over for, for breakfast. And I got to meet uh, his kid. It was a lot of fun. So shout oh, out cool. to Rob for being awesome. Uh, an awesome friend and listener. I'm glad to be back in New York City. Yeah. I had my one-year wedding anniversary. Yes. I couldn't remember if it was one or two years. No, I was, was like one year, trying flies, to figure out the timeline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. So uh, we went to Sarah's restaurant where Sarah works mm. for our anniversary dinner and got um, sat next to a celebrity <laughs> lesbian chef. And I was like, did Sarah arrange this on purpose? Yeah. No, just it, was like, just a, it was a happy coincidence. Okay. <laughs> There's really? not like a lesbian section of the restaurant. I thought there could have been because the, I mean, the head chef the is staff. a lesbian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that was, that was fun. Um, that celebrity chef's name is Ann Burrell and she's a real, she's a hoot. Yeah. She's, she comes in all the time. She's nice, but, uh, uh yeah. Can we get her on the podcast? Probably. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I oh, know. I, I don't like, know if she'd want to wear the headphones over that, that hairstyle. It's part of her personal <laughs> brand. It's like, uh. We can get her earbuds. Yeah. yeah. I can give her my studio Bluetooth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you came in and got to witness how fucking chaotic my life is when I'm there. It is insane. It was aggressive. I mean, that night. I, yeah. I've never worked in a restaurant, and just because I I can't move at that speed, mm-hmm. I don't think. Uh, like, yeah, we couldn't even make eye contact with Sarah for our first like I hour said, and like, a half there. Two <laughs> words to you guys the whole time you were there. Yeah, I think uh, I swooped in right around. You were like having dessert, and I was like, "Hi." Yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, that dessert blew Cecilia's mind. Which one? Did you have the the Italian job? Yes. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. For those of you at home, uh, if you combine vanilla, 
soft serve gelato with honey, olive oil, sea salt, and fennel pollen. It is the most delicious thing ever. Yeah, I didn't think I'd be into fennel pollen mm-hmm. uh, because I don't necessarily like fennel, but yeah. that was great. I'm glad you enjoyed. Do you like fennel, Lucas? I love fennel. Yeah, that's great. I love weird gelato, like really yeah. weird stuff. I go get basil yeah. gelato yeah, yeah. and yeah. like weird stuff. Like I, if there's something on like there that yeah. shouldn't be, yeah. like a rosemary or something, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll take that. I like, yeah. yeah, I like like rosemary and sage or something about fennel, but but now I'm like, I need to reevaluate my yeah. my whole stance it's on whole fennel thing. because that was great. I had lavender gelato in France oh, and yum. that was very delicious. It tastes kind of like soap, but like good soap. Yeah. Yeah. You know what tastes like soap? There's like this Greek yogurt that they have in my fridge at work, and it's like vanilla and coconut, Hmm. um, and it tastes like sunscreen. Yeah. I'm not like those are actually my two. Greek yogurt is just. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the two flavors that I don't do. I don't do vanilla. I don't do. do, You don't do vanilla? No, I don't like vanilla. Well, I mean, ice cream is a different story, but like anything that is made to smell like vanilla or taste like it to me, just like, like I can walk in a room and know instantly if there's a vanilla candle somewhere, even if it's like not lit. You wouldn't have liked my high school girlfriend. (laughs) Bath and body works, warm vanilla sugar, baby. (laughs) Oh God. The bath and body works smell array. Yeah. Whoa. I was just thinking about that the other day, like country apple. Remember that one? Yeah. And then my, the one that I wore in eighth grade was sweet pea. Oh, I thought maybe because we're lesbians, we would have worn the same one. I was cucumber melon. Oh, I did that. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I definitely I feel had. Like that's like the lesbian. That was like I had go-to. cucumber melon. Uh, exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, cucumber melon was like everywhere. Yeah, we were just trying to attract ladies with the, yeah, and bees. With the, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I had that. That for me, like uh, when I was around that age, that was like the go-to like Christmas gift from like aunts and like. Yeah. People was like the you know they sell like the little baskets that has like a body wash, a lotion, a little soap, a little thing. Yeah, and, and I, I had a plastic oh my gingerbread God, man Christmas that you're time. like, what am I gonna do with this? Yeah, I would uh. get so many of those for like holidays that yeah. I would be set for the whole year on my cucumber melon lotion. <laughs> I, is it something that we just? I, I mean, I know they're still in business. Did we just grow out of that phase? Like, are people still yeah. getting like crazy gift baskets from? I imagine Bath and Body they've Works? evolved as a brand. I don't know. I, I would like to walk into a Bath and Body Works and see what the situation is. My sister still, when they have a sale, she will buy twenty things of hand soap. Really? Yeah. I'm more of a a, a, a miss, what's the brand that's like oh Myers Myers, Myers. is like my, my go to yeah. my like bougie cleaning product slash candles slash everything yeah. Oh, yeah they have like really oh. good graphic design yeah yeah it's very pleasing to look at and then yeah. like and I just stand there and I like open everything and smell it at the grocery store and I'm like mm, fourteen dollars for a candle I'll do it <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea <laughs> um I also this week I saw Chanel Monet. And I know some of oh our listeners God. were there because I posted on an Instagram and people were representing different sections. Also, past guests, uh, Nikki Palumbo was there. Yeah. And, um, I forgot you were going to Janelle Monet. Oh, my God. It was amazing. But the funny thing was, at, so it was at the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden, which is a smaller theater. Within? At, I didn't know that that within was Within Madison thing. Square. Two. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. The big one was Billy Joel having his 100th performance at Madison Square Garden, which is more than any other artist ever. Whoa. So it was this huge A very hoopla. different two audiences. Very different two audiences. <laughs> I have seen Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden, actually. <laughs> and they wouldn't let us, if you, if you had general admission uh, 
tickets for like the front of Janelle Monet, you couldn't get in the regular entrance, mm-hmm. but people weren't finding out until they waited in this huge crowd of people from Long Island oh, no. and got to the front. So you just saw all these like young, hip, confused people being like turned around trying to yeah. go fine. And then you'd find them and be like, where's the entrance? And we're just like traveling in packs around yeah. MSG finding like, which is the right entryway. Cause there's like 10 points of entry apparently yeah, it's uh, confusing. into Madison square garden. And only one of those were for pit ticket holders. Oh my God. I wonder how long it would take you standing in a huge line of Billy Joel concert attendees to realize you're in the wrong line. Like there has to be a <laughs> point seconds. when you're like, there yeah. are a lot of like 62 year old people. Literally here. two seconds. I was, like, I was like, the moment you hear the N word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not yeah, all like, right. Yeah. Is that a MAGA hat? Oh, I think I'm in the God. wrong place. <laughs> they were selling these, uh, like aggressively selling these Billy Joel 100th performance shirts outside and my my friend Amelia who was at the show too mm-hmm. was like I was so tempted to just buy one and go into the Chanel Monet concert and act like really confused <laughs> yeah and like wait when's Billy coming where's on where's the piano on stage yeah. that would be a really expensive joke because yeah. I'm sure those shirts were like $80 no no oh really $10 All bargain right. for a Billy Joel one yeah, time no kidding. throwaway shirt um <laughs> The concert was amazing. It was mm-hmm. one of the most incredible shows I've ever been to. Um, I, I'd seen Janelle Monae back in 2010. Um, so now she has a lot more money and mm-hmm. like production power behind her. So it was like a lot more of her artistry on display. And uh, the opener was this um, duo called Saint Beauty. The, the whole thing was just like an ode to like black woman awesomeness. That's amazing. And it was just like so beautiful and wonderful and she's so talented and there was also her singing a song and in the background is just like footage of her and Tessa Thompson <laughs> kissing. Oh my God. So I'm obsessed with like, that. Yes. It That's was, great. Uh, so queer. And, and she had like a lot of shout outs about like uh, pride uh-huh. and um, the community and like really embracing being out now and, great. and part of that. So that was really cool too that she's like... That's awesome. Loud and proud. So jealous. And then the other thing I want to talk about was I saw your Twitter rant about Britney Spears versus Taylor Swift. And I just want to say I'm seeing Britney Spears tomorrow at Radio (gasps) City Music Hall. (laughs) What is your life? Oh, my God. She's at Radio City. Good for her. You know why? Because she can put on a five-year-old show. More than that. (laughs) She's doing shit she did 15 years ago, and it still fucking slaps. And I hate that stupid article that the New York Post put out. Anyway, go to my Twitter if you want to see like a pretty epic rant. Basically, the New York Post had the fucking nerve to say everything Britney Spears did, Taylor Swift does better. And I'm like, that's absolutely not true. I didn't even click on it. I didn't even read it, but I because I'm not giving them a click. But like, (laughs) someone sent me screenshots of it. Someone who obviously (laughs) knew that I wasn't going to click actually click on it. Uh, And it's just it's just snarky and bullshit. But I'm like, I don't think these people, the New York Post, understands that they've just like awoken this like beast that lives within the earth that is the power of gay men and gay women linking arms and defending one person because we so rarely agree on one thing yeah but like the gays will unite all of us together under the rainbow flag for britney spears yeah and i will not stand for this sort of blasphemy ever again she won me over when she shaved her head yeah i mean come on we're all like almost there yeah it's fine. She's she's amazing. And she minds her business. She, like, stays out of the... She doesn't do anything controversial. She just, like, has, you know, some young, hot boyfriend and, like, just does her thing and fucking sells out shows and minds her business and doesn't do anything problematic. And I really like her. Yeah. 
So yeah. Anyway, I've got like. You mean almost, anymore? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anymore. You're just like what? Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, like, old, she's old now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was doing stuff now. We'd be like, that is a bad mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did, though, in, in doing my cursory bit of research for that Twitter rant, uh, I, I found that Kevin Federline is actually right now suing her for more child support. Yeah. She pays him some astronomical number right now, but he wants more because uh, he wants like an additional $20,000 a month because she makes... $34 million a year still. So like, she's so rich. She's like, I don't know. I just think she's such a powerhouse and I'm just like, you know what, girl? Good for you. Nobody should get that much 20, money. In addition in to what support. he's already, I think he's, he's got to be getting like, probably somewhere around like 60 to 80,000 like a month. And Unless he's remarried and he's... 20 kids yeah. that you're supporting. I don't see why yeah. you need $20,000. That's insane. And, oh my God, I don't know. Whatever. But anywho. Uh. That was a fun one, and uh, it's been it's probably my most retweeted thing I've ever done, so that's nice. <laughs> well, now, now you know. Keep having hot takes on... I'm going to. Tay-Tay and, and <laughs> Brittany. We need to get right into this, yeah. because Sarah and I have questions for you, Lucas. <laughs> Normally, we don't have straight men on the show, but you have not only two gay moms, you have... Multiple, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I have a lot. Yeah, you have a yeah. lot of gay moms, and uh, Lucas is hoarding hoarding the lesbian moms. Yeah, like, we all wish we had, like, a lesbian mom, and you have, like, multiple ones, and I just feel like you're sort of hoarding a resource that we can all benefit from. Yeah. yeah. All for yourself. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, let, let's start out. I know... So, you were one of, like, the first kids with two moms on your birth certificate. Yeah. Right? So when it was legal, I was maybe like three. And then so like they, you know, they were both, they both had me, right. They were still part, they were partners a couple years before even having me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, which is a good idea. We know yeah. lesbians like to move fast, but give it a couple <laughs> right. years before you bring kids into yeah. the world, please. And then they, my mom's, uh, at that time was, a professor of law so uh-huh. the moment it happened she like they like were in the courthouse yeah so like in the first hour we might have been the first one yeah in new york because they it was kind of like a great it was like the first kind of marriage mm-hmm. kind of like it's you're like look our two our names are on the same piece of paper yeah that wasn't even allowed then sure Wait, so, when was this like when were you when i'm, were you I'm born? 30 I just had my birthday. Uh, 30, 32. So. Yeah. So am I. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, that was like big in like the mid, in the mid eighties, that would have been like unheard of, right? Oh, I mean, so that's yeah. like crazy. no. It's crazy. So what was their process at that time? Like they just had to, so one of them gave birth to you mm-hmm. and then they basically just had to add the other person onto your birth certificate. Okay. Right. And so they changed my, I was, I was like originally at Lucas Connolly and then they changed it to a Peterson hyphen Connolly uh-huh. because they wanted to make sure that both their names uh-huh. were on my thing. And I stopped using Peterson because of how long it takes to fill out forms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just I, get rid of those so letters. Much. It's a lot. Yeah. I've never gotten the hyphenated names because it's like to to what end do you keep hyphenating then? Because then you pass the hyphenated name down 
to your kids. Yeah, and they, yeah. What if they hyphenate? It's I don't a know. lot, especially it's a if lot. it's two mm-hmm. longer last names, and it's like a whole thing. Oh, you, I can never yeah. fill out a thing. A yeah, yeah. You can like never enough forms. little boxes. Yeah, yeah. never. <laughs> yeah. So it was like it was. They were trying to do as much as they possibly could to like Make show the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. And then it got approved, and then they broke up. Yep. And then you got two new moms. Yeah. Very quickly. Very quickly. Yes. Well, of course, yeah. as it happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The three week break. Yeah. yeah. Speaking from experience, sometimes yeah. after you get divorced, you get remarried very soon. Uh, <laughs> so how so how old were you when that took place? Seven. Okay. So basically, I mean, yeah. So basically, your your moms. So do you still like what's the relationship dynamic with you and each of your moms now? Like, are you still equally as close to both of them? Um, I am, I would say I'm closer to the birth certificate moms uh-huh. than my step moms, but yeah. not by much. Yeah. That was, that was most like, who remembers most like things from till seven? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I don't yeah, remember yeah. anything before like right. 14. Trauma. So. That's yeah. all you remember. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so then you were, um, I'm guessing it was joint custody mm-hmm. and going between homes and just sharing these mm-hmm. four moms. Right. So I'd be like weekdays were at Kathy's, weekends were at Kim's. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a lot. Is this all in New- or did you grow up in New York? No, I grew up in Laramie, Wyoming. Oh. Oh shit. Wow. Yeah. That has a whole Wow, that I don't know why I was known in the gay like for the Upper East Side until Oh now. yeah. <laughs> it, That's my mom's Matthew's my Shepherd. mom's a pretty famous gay, you know. Uh my mom's the the woman in the Laramie Project, the one with the kid who talks about having a kid. Shit. What? Yeah, Janine Garofalo played my mom in the Laramie Project version on HBO. What? My mom has like the most lines in the Laramie Project. Oh, you should have done a little more research. I and, know. Uh, I know. Um, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. That's I amazing. Th- my mom's on, like fresh was- out, you know. What I mean, yeah, on NPR, yeah. she's like in the advocate, you know. Like, yeah. Uh, I thought this was gonna be like straightforward. Was gonna be like chatting with Lucas oh my about God. his game on. Wow, that's but incredible. But I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so that's the Janine Garofalo yeah. connection. That's so cool, man. So what was like the? I'm assuming. Did you go? Did you go to public school or like what was your schooling? Yeah, there so was, like it's Wyoming. There's yeah, not. I mean that's um, yeah. There's no. Like, did you go to a Montessori school? I did, uh, and I did, of course, when I lived here. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what was like the social dynamic amongst the other kids um, as a as a kid with two moms at well, that time? Or most four? most of them were it's Wyoming that the quotes that you hear about Laramie mm-hmm. are very, very true. Yeah. They aren't Republican, really. They're libertarians. So yeah. they're kind of, their lean is, don't bother me, I won't bother you. Yeah. Right? That's their, so they're like, oh, they're gay? All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't come in my house trying to convert me to be gay, but don't, you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. like, if you're gay, oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. So in general, it was fine. Maybe once I had a kid that like his parents found out and didn't like it. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't that big of a... Yeah. Like, everyone was like, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. Think, I can see that. back to school, like, we usually didn't make fun of each other's parents for... Yeah. I mean, I don't even remember having much... I don't know. I grew up in, like, a solidly, like, middle-class, Midwestern kind of environment, but we only ever knew of p- people's parents. People's parents were just... They were just chauffeurs. Like, they were, it was more of yeah. just, like... Oh, they have a big SUV, so like she, so like Luann can drive us. You know, like it wasn't like yeah. As long as nobody cared about anyone's parents, as oh, long as as long as they bring good cared, snacks my to soccer. Were. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, my mom's a somewhat celebrity. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it goes like Blue Man Group. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom, you know, that's in the in the, <laughs> in the pop cultural zeitgeist in in Laramie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Wow. So, what, how long did you live there? From like your whole si- from six to eighteen. Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. Are your mom still out there? My, Kathy and Lois are still yeah. out there. I love that. Name. I love Lois all these names. Lesbian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kathy and Lois. <laughs> that's amazing. Lois is a solid. Oh, that's a solid lesbian name. name. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I like that's it. great. So, are you an only child? I am. Okay. Um, I guess I have a uh, stepbrother on my uh, sperm donor side. Oh, okay. Really know about, but yeah. So you know who your sperm donor is? Oh yeah, Lenny. Lenny. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Was he, he like was, a he was going to be friend a, of the family? Yeah, he was going to be. He was going to have like an uncle role. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then my mom got a tenure track at Wyoming. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you have to move like, there. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go wherever. That's the thing about being a professor. It's like the the jobs are. Um, there's such few openings yeah. that like once you get your PhD, you go to wherever the hell, city yeah. hires you. Cause you're going to get maybe like two job offers. Yeah. And usually, I mean, think of college towns. They're often like not in big cities yeah. or I yeah, with know. the exception of like schools in Los Angeles or New York. Like a lot of times the big, the big, the, you know, the major university of any state is going to be in like a somewhat conservative, like smaller town. Yeah. So so whatever. So did Lenny? He? Do you have a relationship with him at all? He was at my mom's newest wedding. Yeah, and I had to <laughs> hang out with him. How many? How many weddings or commitment ceremonies have you been to for your mom's? Only one. Only oh, one. Okay. okay. It wasn't my 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 mom was real kind of like my. And I'm talking about my biological mom is sure. like uh, is the only one that really cares. Okay. About like. I think like she's probably the birth certificate response. Like she is like it's all about like the show. Yeah, yeah. You know, like <laughs> I'm like everybody. Like yeah. it's like in your face. You know, <laughs> oh, like sure. and, and and rightfully, but yeah. you know, like it is. She's like the other ones. Are, like we've been together forever. Who cares? Yeah, 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 yeah okay. Yeah. I combine to either one of those. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I I get it being like, no, this is le- legitimate. Like take me seriously. I have the paperwork to back it up. But then yeah. like. Also, marriage is a construct, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so what's like, what do you do for holidays now? Oh, I don't, go, my... I don't go to either. Okay. That's, it's, it's that's what too I do. much. It's too much. <laughs> I they, stay uh, here. Any politics. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're get, they get too hurt. You know? Yeah. They all, you know, they already went through menopause. Right. You know, <laughs> in there, you know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So there's four, so basically four moms, right? Well, well, now it's ex- yeah. Extended. So what happened is after 16 years, Kathy and Lois separated, uh, and this is like they're like 
50, yeah. which is like the weirdest time to like try to find new love. Yeah. But uh, my mom found a new partner uh, and was dating her for uh, less than a year. And then they got officially married. Yeah. Um, and they now have been officially divorced. So, um, wow. I'm, I'm back to four, but yeah. I was at five for a little bit. It, it's so much. It's yeah. So much. I had to go to that. That wedding was real uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, were, were all the that? moms there? No. So, okay. but Lois was, which, okay. because they can't, because gays, there's only 10 gays there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, they're all, they still have to be friends. Yeah. You know, like, they love staying friends. Not oh, me, man. but it. others, I know it's a big, love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, the, my mom in last eight years got into politics and now she is the house minority leader of the democratic party and, Wyoming. So she's the most powerful Democrat in Wyoming. So she wow. uh That's awesome. she had all these senators there, mm-hmm. which I was like like it's the worst. Like a lot of that stuff's like the worst. Yeah. You know, because you're just, just like, a lot of like song and dance. Has yeah, ever- I'm like this guy who went there was like a guy there with a cowboy hat on. You know what I mean? Like I was like, Who yeah. is this guy? <laughs> yeah. This is not your friend. Yeah. She she had a senator do the initial the the ceremony uh-huh. and it was a Chris, she was Chris, she was like real Christian. Oh, okay. And it was like, we don't, who are, and it was like, and she was trying to be tolerant, but she like didn't understand tolerance as a true core belief. Yeah. And she, it was like about like, it was like one of those Psalms that's like about like, who are we to judge? Uh, Only God can judge. Yeah. And it's all like, yeah, that sounds like you're saying that they're getting they're judged, judged. Yeah. <laughs> negatively. <laughs> Now let's put them together. And it's like, why did they not work? Oh, maybe because you guys didn't vet the yeah. their initial ceremony. The dog was the best man. So oh, that's, that's cute. That's uh, great. Uh, <laughs> that I can get behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is, I, I hope you're, you're writing a pilot about all this. Yeah. It's, it's so hard because it's like they're all older white women. So <laughs> no one cares. Yeah. I mean, we, are, we already have Grace and Frankie. So. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly it. They're like, so? Yeah. yeah. Check. <laughs> older white women. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> has she ever hooked up with uh, Dick Cheney's daughter? That would yeah. be, I think that's a huge age difference. Oh, Is really? It? Yeah. yeah. That, not in the lesbian community, really, but in my mom's She's probably. She's going to be in her like late 40s, at least. 30s, I think. You think Lynn so? Cheney? Isn't Lynn, oh, Lynn is Cheney's Lynn older. Yeah. yeah. She's probably, I bet she's in her early 40s. Because Dick Cheney's got to be like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a May-December romance. That, mm-hmm. that works. Yeah, my yeah. mom did that. She yeah. dated the, for the photojournalist. Oh, yeah. You know, I went into her car and she's listening to Porter's Head. And I'm like, this isn't my music. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, you know? <laughs> So gay. Yeah, it was so <laughs> gay. Amazing. Well, it's like way less gay than my mom's music. Yeah. Know? Well, P- Portishead, I remember, was like heavily featured on the L word. Like that oh, was my yeah. introduction to to Portishead. Is your mom like classic, like stereotypical, like Indigo Girls and? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Katie yeah, yeah. Lang Mo- and yeah. Mo- Motown. Like, let's go farther. You know, like yeah. Uh, Annie DeFranco. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. The, the whole, the whole, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Etheridge, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a role model. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. Kathy though, isn't a, doesn't 
come off. Yeah. Gay. Kim. Yeah. Very gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Woodworking studio, that kind of oh, yeah, amazing. yeah, gay, yeah. gay, gay <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, real gay. Her her partner Max uh, is a CSI, like gay. You oh know? my god! Yeah. This, okay, people yeah. have to write up pilot. Note. I know. Like, I, I know. I remember point, your girlfriend was telling us about uh, the CSI thing because I was like, "This is a story I want to." <laughs> yeah. It's so watch. weird. I want to it's, consume this content. <laughs> The problem is that it's boring. CS, real CSI stuff is boring. Yeah, you yeah. know, so it's like I would have to fake knowing crime. Yeah, yeah. fake like it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm basically writing a script that's based on my life. That's like the way I wish it was. Yeah, <laughs> instead of like the real. Isn't that what we all do? Yeah, yeah. I but I think a CSI person is probably the. It's like on the. Like of jobs that are way more glamorized on television than they actually are in real life. That's got to be like one of the number one oh, totally. ones, I think. Or just like being like an emergency room doctor. Like it's not like Grey's Anatomy where there's like a hostage standoff and then <laughs> someone has a grenade inside their stomach and then like all this crazy shit in one week. But mostly it's just like, right. you know, it's just kids with high fevers that come in. Yeah, there's so many law <laughs> lawyers. Oh, that's. Yeah. That you That's basically boring. they are like most lawyers except like maybe four are just reading all day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just was, that's it. Writing and reading. I remember, yeah, as a kid, you're like, oh, I want to be a lawyer for like a, a hot second. And then yeah. like the first time I ever read a legal document, I was like, like no. how does anybody do this for a living? I'm like, lawyers just draft up these documents that are written in a way that nobody wants to read so that nobody really understands what they're signing off Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, just I like. No way. Too much. I wanted to be a lawyer when I was a kid for yeah. like a little bit. Yeah. I had a whole wide range of like things I wanted to be when I was a kid. I yeah. thought when I was in seventh grade that I had to figure it out. So I would like, of course, sit in the library and like research like all the career section. I would like sit and read all those books. Yeah. I thought I could be, uh, I think I wanted to be a podiatrist at one point because I read through this thing in seventh grade about medical jobs and I read that that was like one that is in high demand because there are so few of them. And that you make like a million dollars a year. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a foot doctor. What and a fun way to now. think as a kid. I just yeah. don't, it's so rational. Yeah. I love that. It, because also, like, if you're not a doctor that cuts people open, to me, you're not a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just a professor of feet. Right. <laughs> oh, here. you do feet? Yeah. Okay, Frank. Like, <laughs> doctor, I guess Ooh. I'll call you that if I have Ooh, you're to. a psychiatrist? Ooh, you just sit there and do nothing? <laughs> yeah, like, I want, I want major surgery or, like, I don't care. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to hear about your doctor career. <laughs> So when you were growing up, were you ever, like, did you feel cheated that you only had moms and didn't have the experience of having a dad, especially being a boy? Um, yes and no, yeah. I guess. Uh, it wasn't, there's moments when it's more now where I go, like, I was, I was putting together all the Ikea stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like. Kim would have just done this. It's like that weird kind of like, oh, I forgot my moms were like hyper kind of like trying to like anything men can do, we can do. Right. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, there was yeah. all this kind of like, I didn't get to learn those things. Yeah. Because, But you don't know until it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I guess like uh, 
a lot of times men will feel the need to like teach their their sons how to do certain mm-hmm. activities that are like man activities, but then like women might just like do it themselves and not yeah yeah recognize that need of like oh this is something like that passing has been along, passed along that skill. yeah gendered line yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely I don't like I don't know how to change a tire yeah but. That- well, we can teach you after the recording. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank God. That's what. This, that's why I'm here. That's the long game here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so it's like it's just stuff like that. Once in a while, you. Th- I like it, but usually it catches me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I just remember getting super mad, and then that girlfriend at that time was all like, "Hey, not everything has to be about you not having a dad." Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa!" I yeah. didn't even think of it like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, there's there's a argument obviously from the uh wrong side of history that's mm-hmm. like a, like a kid deserves a a mom and a a mom and a dad and I'm like, how about just two parents that get along yeah. because like yeah. I think most people that have like issues with their parents it's not because like it I don't think gender have, has anything yeah, to do with it. Yeah, gender really isn't the, the yeah. thing that matters in it. It was like, oh, they were in a loveless marriage and like yeah. fought all the time or like took yeah. stuff out on us or whatever. And like those are the things. So let's start with like parents who love yeah. <laughs> and like are, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But, but at the same time, you know, I do imagine there would be kind of like this curiosity of like, what would it have been like if I had? Mm-hmm. Well, a man I would house? have not gotten all the positive and negative attention that you get from it. So, mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, oh, yeah, you got a, you. Maybe right. you were. Oh, you got a celebrity mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then you also was like, oh, but then what if I had a dad? I could have learned how to catch. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Right? Like, you're yeah. right. It's like, it's, it's hard to, it's like, people are like, well, would you rather? It's like, it's hard to like do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's hard yeah. to like have that feeling when you're like going through your own problems. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, had, I had learning disabilities and stuff. And so it, I was more concerned with like making people stop making fun of me for my speech impediment. But yeah. I was like worried about like if I had a dad I wouldn't have a lisp <laughs> yeah. you know? which is like the worst thing to have a lisp and then also like have gay parents gay yeah. it's like oh obviously you're gay because your parents are gay and you're like yeah. I don't I don't even know yet yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to college yet yeah <laughs> that's amazing so how how would you say that being raised by uh, exclusively women um, has affected your relationships with women? And I ask that knowing that it's kind of hard to know because this is all you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But, I mean, I'm guessing for, for your partners that they might sense a difference. I don't know. I, I know one guy who was raised by moms that I used to work with and – to me, there was just like a difference in him just being more like, like emotionally in tune and like emotionally in yeah. tune with women. Honestly, um, I am safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to like have this kind of joke where it was like, I am, I date every woman that says that they're bi on OK Cupid, but they're just one bad date yeah. from being with a man <laughs> from, from changing that. You know, yeah. like 
Like I'm like, you know, I mean, I'm like, I have that line, that line that's like, ooh, that's not any guy. I'm not going to get another guy experienced like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I like that. That's yeah. great. <laughs> um, yeah, I've always f- felt like men who were raised by women must, because like, I think that the, so many of the problems that some straight men sort of like bring into relationships, at least just from like talking to straight women about this all the time is that they like men who grow up in like rigid gender role structures and at home tend to just like, they come from like, you know, a home where dad comes home from work and then mom makes dinner and like mom kind of over mothers everybody. And then he just becomes this like kind of man baby that can't take care of himself later in life. And like, doesn't dial in to like women's emotions in a way that's not like, like kind of gaslighting or like, Oh, why why are you freaking out? It's like, I just feel like a guy who is raised by women would would just surpass all that bullshit. And just because it was never presented, like the gender role thing was never presented. Agree or disagree, Lucas? I don't know. I feel like (laughs) I depends. Yeah. Yeah, It really depends. I feel like I've, I've, the thing you were just saying, I go, yeah, I've done that though. Like I legit, feel like sometimes I'm like looking but that's that's a Kathy thing though so Kathy (laughs) is you know debatably you know most people would say that she's a genius but she's also a lot and is needs care yeah Yeah. you know like she needs to get taken care of in her way and if I'm she's my genetics you know I mean so I watched her getting taken care of because she's such an eccentric and so like her brain's incredible but like sometimes like normal day stuff is harder. Yeah. Like, so like it's, so I'm, I feel like in some ways, yeah, she's just had caretakers. So it's like, I feel like I'm just, you're just drawn to like, I think people are just givers or takers. Really? If we're going to like, or like everyone's a top and a bottom of a, Mm -hmm. like of a personality type Mm kind of. So it's like, do you find you get love by giving or do you give it by taking? Mm -hmm. Right. So, Hmm. yeah. And then there's switch, you know, switches. Yeah. If we just keep on using BDSM terms. Yeah. <laughs> it's really the same uh, yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I wonder, too, like, how much of, like, gendering has been mm-hmm. uh, ingrained in us. So even as, like, lesbians raising a, a guy, you're like, oh, well, this is how you, you raise a boy and some of that societal mm-hmm. stuff sticks with you. Um, and you're not like, I mean, it's hard to be like, I'm going to raise my kids without considering their their gender. I mean, yeah. it, it's nice to say that, but in practice, like, we've all been programmed in this, like, very gendered society. Yeah. So, like... And, and then in reality, everybody is so different and you do have within like the lesbian community personalities that are more um, like, you know, you have like dominant. I mean, I guess you could say well, or dominant like, and, and, and masculine, like the yeah. um, masculine privilege and yeah. um, that internalized. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I were to have kids someday, I would probably just naturally assume like that more masculine role. I don't know. Or if, what, I mean, whatever that even means to you, but like they would I, call you dad. Yeah. That's yeah. They would call me dad. <laughs> Change my name to Greg. When you were fighting with your moms, did you ever be like, okay, dad, just like kiss him off. 
Oh no. Okay. Uh, that would have been bad. That'd be probably. a sick burn. <laughs> no. Oh, I would have. No, I would have been like, I would have just said their names. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, Kathy. Okay, Kathy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oof. That's you know because my mom was normally called Professor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's mom or professor to you, right? Listen to shit. I did not go to school for a thousand years to be called Kathy. My my dad was a professor too. When we were in France, I kept calling him by his first name, uh, Michelle, and mm-hmm. my mom was like. Carrie, call him Papa. Okay, just call him Papa. He's going to get upset. Stop calling him Michelle. But, like, our relationship is so weird that sometimes I, you know, it feels weird to, like, revert back to this kid and be like, Papa. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, hey, Michelle. (laughs) Yeah. I'd rather call him Doc. Yeah, yeah. I should. Yeah. I should just call him Doc. Because at least that's fun. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Papa. Yeah. It's so yeah. archaic and like, yeah. oh, I have the scurvy, Papa. It feels uh, so weird to say, but I've so never called timey. him dad. <laughs> yeah. I've never, I refer to him as my dad, but to his face, I've never once been like, hey, dad. Because in, in France, like, your dad is Papa. Is so Papa just the general word that everybody uses for like, because yeah. you know how like here, like if you're an adult, you say dad, yeah. but like little toddlers say daddy or mommy, but like it would be fucking weird to be 32 and be like, this is my daddy. You know, like it's Ooh. not, I mean, that, that oh. word is so like. I just immediately it, pictured like, this <laughs> guy with their bear, yeah. like their bear boyfriend. Yeah. This is my daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like the word daddy is like so bizarrely yeah. sexualized all of a sudden yeah. when you're a certain Ooh. age. So like, in, yeah. but my question is, is the word papa like in French, it's just the same for everyone. Dad, like regardless of how old the kid is, I is think that, is that why? Okay, I think so. But then again, I'm like not around. I don't know. I guess yeah. I, I don't pay attention to how like my cousins address my aunts and uncles. Yeah, but yeah. I would think it's also. I think it's fine to call him by his first name, Papa, or, or my cousin who is also kind of a dick calls his dad by his first name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just angry at our French dads. You just, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, what were we talking about before we veered off into that? Oh, you, you were saying that. Oh, when you I would kids, definitely you be, be like, yeah. I think dad. that like I could see myself just naturally taking on like the the I guess like the more masculine stuff. Like I would definitely be the one to like teach you how to throw a football or like you know yeah. even though that's so silly and gender normative i just i feel like that would be my natural role would be like kind of the the caretaker like the one who who just kind of teaches you like the functional skill kind of stuff you know like my dad did and then i don't know i but i could see but i could also be like the nurturer too yeah i think i'd be like a good all-in-one like swiss army parent yeah i I could probably handle it on my own that's what lesbian parenting is yeah Yeah. is swiss army like it wasn't like they were they they didn't take their roles. Okay. Yeah. Kim did not take that role. Kim had to be all the roles. She just had for her fun activities played butch. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make <laughs> yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, she does. played butch for fun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like <laughs> she had a lathe. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she she was into it. You know. Yeah. 
she tried to get me in a softball. Like she was, she did it for fun. Like yeah, she like yeah, was yeah. like, "Ooh, what are the stereotypes?" Right? If she okay. could have got a motorcycle, she probably would have. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the I feel like the older I get, the more I just really want to lean into stereotypes. Oh, absolutely. I'm actually researching motorcycle safety courses like right now. Like I'm oh gonna do it, and I'm yeah. like gonna get a motorcycle. Like, I just really want to do <laughs> it. Cecilia brought that up once. I'm like, please don't. Please do not get a motorcycle. It's like the dumbest thing I could probably do. They're just, just so like, unsafe. That's my problem. Exactly. I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, this walking from place to place has been fine, and I've never once been hit by a car. But like, what if I got on a thing that would increase those odds exponentially <laughs> yeah. getting hit by a car? Yeah. This, you know what? I'm gonna do that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's so dumb. Yeah. It's Did you know so you're dumb. you're more likely though to have like a traumatic uh, brain injury from just like being a pedestrian than uh, biking? Oh, really? And cycling? I would guess cycling would be because uh, to me, I think I feel like I've seen more close calls with people on bicycles than. Uh- Osha, I've been, Ever with like I've been in an Uber where people have opened oh, up man. the doors on a yeah, on a cyclist. It's the worst. And I'm like Nobody looks for cyclists. Yeah. Like they just completely I've seen people get run off the road and like Yeah. I, I feel always like look in a, I'm rationalizing it as like, okay, if I'm on a motorcycle, I'm with the traffic and I'm loud so they can hear me. Whereas like a bicycle, you're weaving and you know, you're doing whatever and you're silent. Yeah. So I think maybe it's a good idea. All I don't right. know. I'm just I'm justifying it. I, I think it's a, <laughs> it's a terrible bad, bad idea. idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think your life expectancy lowers by seven years. I think it yeah. does. Well, I'm all right with that. Yeah. I don't have enough money saved to live that long. So, like, yeah. I have multiple friends whose dads have shattered their pelvises yeah. from getting hit while on a motorcycle. Oh, my dad's in like full midlife motorcycle crisis right now. Ah. He's like the whole lifestyle. Like Harley Davidson, like all the merch, yeah. all the nice. like, I mean, he's put a ton of money into like becoming this person, but that's what companies like Harley depend on is like, oh yeah, oh yeah, our customers are going to hit a certain age and all of a sudden <laughs> they're going to start buying our $90 t-shirts. My mom's ex-boyfriend <laughs> had a toilet in his house that when you open the lid, it made a motorcycle noise <laughs> as a Harley Davidson. <laughs> that's, that's grim. Com- oh my commitment. God. Yeah. That's, that is a divorced man who got to make a decision about his house. That yeah. He was like, this is what I'm doing. This is yeah. funny. This, this is yeah. funny. My friends, my friends, when they come over once a year, they're going to love this. They're going to yeah. love this. It's like that, uh, that, that fish that you hang on the wall that sings. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. are like, oh. you it's see it in the, in the store and you're store. like, oh, that's kind of funny. But like someone, you know, a lot of people put it in their homes and hang it on the wall. Yeah. And that's like a permanent joke in your house. <laughs> That's terrible. I feel like that, like there are decisions that we also make as teenagers, mm-hmm. and then like basically just thinking of my sister who had one of those framed uh, pictures from New Age Creation where the waterfall looks like it's falling. Oh yes, and it lights up, and it's like oh this yeah, those were picture. great. And like when you're a kid, you're like, oh, this is high art. Like, yeah, this is. Did you think yeah. very that, um, fancy to put on your wall? And then you're older, and you're like, oh my gosh, like, that's, that's the most really heinous tacky. thing I've ever that's, seen. Yeah. Did you when you were like in junior high? Did you think that uh, black lights were really cool? Oh, my, of course. My, my drug dealer had the coolest house where it was all those kind of paintings, the yeah. moving <laughs> paintings, and it was fiber or like fiber optic yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looked like you walked in, you're like, oh, it's just a plant. And then turn off the light, everything it's like Fern Gully. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Oh, it's so like, cool. Yeah. Pandora, the world of Avatar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought those were so cool when I was a kid. Like I 
I yeah. convinced my mom to let me have a black light in my room. And so, like, I finally got one. I got the bulb, and I, like, took out the regular bulb. Yeah. And I put in a black light. And, like, five seconds in, like, the novelty wore off. I was like, I can't see in yeah. here. Like, this sucks. I, I have dandruff? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't even know. <laughs> Anything that they sold at Spencer Gifts. Like, oh, yeah. My sister literally had a, a the, strobe like, psychedelic light. posters. Yeah. A strobe light, like, <laughs> glow-in-the-dark stars on her wall, uh-huh. lava lamps, you know. And it's funny because, like, what you just mentioned, it's kind of all, like, drug culture, but, yeah. like, sold and marketed to young teenagers that were just kind of, like, making our bedrooms this environment to shroom in. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I'm pretty sure I didn't know what shrooms were, but yeah. I thought that those but posters were But I'm building a so drug cool. den anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer Gifts had to have started as, like, some guy was, like, no, I really like. I've got a nephew who thinks this stuff is cool. So, like, let's you know, let's just tr- let's try it. Let's just put out like some weed posters and see what happens. And then yeah. it just grew into like this empire that's probably not still around. Spencer it's Gibbs. Probably, oh. It's probably a catalog or like a yeah, like uh, online. A website only. Yeah. I no, it's it's are around. they still a thing? And like, well, indoor malls in general, I think, are like going by the wayside. But yeah, I think there's a Spencer th- gift somewhere in New York because. Really? I mean, okay, this was maybe like four years ago. Um, I had like a company gift holiday gift exchange and you had to buy something that was like 15 bucks or under and I found a Spencer Gifts in the city and got a lava lamp. That's <laughs> it's really gift. great. It's a great gift. Uh, Remember that thing that was like, it had like thou- it was shaped like a rectangle, had like thousands of like metal pins, and oh. you would like stick your hand in it, and then it would be like a three D. Had that? Oh yeah, definitely had that. People always yeah. put their faces on yeah. them, which I thought was super gross. Yeah, yeah. Like, yep. ooh, everyone's put it's like oily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this, the tester one is like all gross and gummied up. It's oh just my like God. all these teens with I like herpes on their mouth, yeah. just like putting their lips <laughs> and making kissy faces. Oh my God, I had mm. one of those. I would probably still sit and like fidget with one of those for like a few hours like i was yeah. obsessed with just like i loved it it was so tactile yeah spencer gifts was great that was my go-to at the mall that and gadzooks remember that place we didn't have a mall oh. I'm, I'm from La- i'm yeah Laramie. yeah we didn't have yeah. a mall we had what have was to- your shopping situation there's the Walmart? there's the one block yeah uh, that's like a fold of like all the local yeah yeah and then and there's the opposite where it crosses and then there's like two little streets, and then there's a Walmart on the other side of town, uh-huh. and yeah. Kmart. Safe, oh yeah, Safeway. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't have nothing. Kmart was a big thing when I was a kid. There's still one on like, like near Union Square, I think. Yeah, yeah, by the Union Square stuff. There's like a Kmart in there. I like that. It, that it makes real. me comfortable. I'm just like I could just go in there and walk around if I ever miss the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Would you have any advice to give any of our uh, queer lady listeners who may be either raising a kid or want kids one day and uh, a son in particular? I think it's really hard now Mm -hmm. to give advice because my experience is so different than any of the experiences that Mm -hmm. they would have. Sure. People are married now. now. My mom's, you know... You know, like my, my Kim wasn't out. You know what I mean? Like when oh, I was, wow, like, okay. like, wow. you know, like people weren't out. Like to people they didn't know. Like, sure, they, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was know. just like within the circle only, basically. Yeah, like Kathy was super out. But Did people like, think your moms were sisters. No, it wasn't like it wasn't like they were like pretending, telling that, okay. but it wasn't like 
every person. It wasn't like they had their rainbow. They had sure. the Subaru, but they didn't have yeah. the rainbow sticker. What's, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but, yeah. but, but even still, like lesbian couples now, when they're out, like so many of us get asked if we're sisters, if we're like the same race. Yeah, it's I have just a like such a common who, thing. Even yeah. if we're like, like as long as you're not making out, because that'd be a weird question to ask someone to yeah. <laughs> to suck I have, it. I have two friends that are together, and they're they both happen to be like tall and blonde, but they don't look anything alike. But people are like, "Oh, are you sisters?" It's I like, mean, they're holding hands right now. Me what and my ex wife got asked if we were twins. Oh, that's weird. And you've seen both. Of, like we didn't. <laughs> that's not look. That alike. doesn't even make no. sense. <laughs> Twice people asked if we were twins. <laughs> Ew. Just don't. But, why does it matter? Yeah, yeah. Like, talking to me. Who cares about that? Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like uh, they see something that they can't. They're like, "Oh, these two women, they they look close, but I don't really get it." I feel height. compelled to ask if yeah. they're right. sisters. So, I would but. say that get normal normalcy is probably is going to be a little bit like. But again, I don't know what it's like. Everyone has phones in their pocket. Yeah, like yeah. You're, you can be connected to any person that you kind of relate to at any time now. Yeah, yeah. but like that wasn't my experience for. 15, more like 20 years. Like, I didn't even know many. Like, yeah. It wasn't like I was like on AOL. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) trying to find other, like, I wasn't trying to identify. Sure. Yeah. I think, I think that's the thing that was like my pet peeve was like when I was a kid, was like, it was like, not all your movements are my movements, Mm -hmm. which is not like, I know, like, I know that seems like super selfish in some way, but it's like, I didn't want to go to every pride. Oh, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, when you're like questioning if you might be gay or you might because you have the choice yeah. and now you're just getting it slammed in your face, mm-hmm. it, it feels like you're getting pressured just like how people would pressure you in the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they're like, at least you should be bi. Yeah. At least you have sex with everybody. Like, it's like, I'm seven. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At at what point did did you realize, like, oh, my family situation is different than what's considered normal? Uh, Forever, Mm -hmm. probably. Yeah. Well, I guess in Laramie. I was in in Buffalo, New York, in an all black Mm -hmm. and Hispanic neighborhood. In the beginning, so very, very. I'm from Buffalo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, I was. That's a. You know, I mean, I knew I was different in lots of ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, not only am I learning disabled, but I am uh, white, which yeah. was not common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have gay parents. Yeah. How much are you in contact with each of the moms? Like, what's your? I would say I call once a month. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot. That's, that's what fascinates good. me about about any family. You're a good like, son. That's yeah. That's, that's a lot of really good. I don't know. I feel like my parents. Would no, be like, they would not say that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's well, not no, very much. But no moms ever think that you call enough. Like it doesn't. Yeah. You know. Uh, honestly, if like my mom almost never calls me, and then I call her like on a as needed basis. Mm-hmm. I I see her enough um, because I go back to Buffalo to, to see my sister and my nephews. But, um, when I started, uh, dating my ex-wife, I was shocked about how much her mom knew of what was going on in her life. And she's like, Oh, we talk every day. I'm like, you talk on the phone to your mom every day. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'd go like months in college without hearing from either of my parents. Like my mom would be like, what's going on? Like, I'm busy. Like, what do you like every day? I don't know. I don't know if she would even be down for that. Maybe like once a week. (laughs) 
Oh, I think Kathy would love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's it, you know. Do you have an order? Well, you're you're the only one too, so that yeah, kind of puts the only like extra pressure totally, on you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you uh so what do you do on on Mother's Day? Do you have a group text? No, I I it's Is my, there a hierarchy of like this, call this one first? There isn't a hierarchy of who <laughs> I call first. But I do have my. This is my weirdest rule, and you know, thank God they never listen to anything I do. But um, <laughs> the the thing I do is I never make up a reason to get off the phone. That's my gift oh, to okay. them for Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> You're never like about to get on the train. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got ahead. I'm uh, walking into a place. Oh my God! The Letterman <laughs> Booker's messaging yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Lucas has a funny joke that he does on stage that I always remember about on Mother's Day. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> I don't want to tell I, your it's, joke. Yeah, it's all right. Funny. It's I my 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 thing is like I call all my moms except the one with the shortest hair, and they get Father's Day. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, uh, that's great. Uh, L- Lucas like has some. Prime lesbian material. Yeah. It's uh, very funny. His lesbian jokes make me laugh so much. That's and, great. Uh, and you're just like, that. that's like honestly just my life. I'm just talking about my life. Yeah. I'm like, I know, but it's so funny uh, because it's usually like, you know, queer women, like we can make fun of mm-hmm. ourselves. And then anytime someone who's not a queer woman makes like a lesbian joke, it's like a huge eye roll or like seriously. Yeah. But because you have like gay mom cred, yeah, uh, you yeah. can like tell these stories and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> also, I kind of I I have whatever what you were talking about that aura of like oh that guy has feminine energy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can get away with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, like it's in in comedy sometimes it's like like one it it always has to be funny if you're going to talk mm-hmm. about something that can be like a little bit of a dicey topic. If, if it's funny, most people uh, mm-hmm. are on board, but it's like, you know, some guys can definitely get away with stuff because you're like, Oh, I know that like, yeah. like I know where you stand in life and I know I can tell like what kind of person yeah. you are. And you just made this funny joke and I'm cool with that. Whereas like, Oh God, I was on the show the other night and this guy was doing a whole thing about like women are like iPhone models. There's always a slimmer and shinier one around the corner. And I'm like, oh, All that's right. funny. Ooh. Yeah, Jesus. And, and then went into like <laughs> jokes that just minimize the oh. trans experience. And then went into oh, like yeah. prison rape jokes. And I'm like, this guy is just hitting What's all the bingo cards. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> I need that. Yeah. I need that. In case you need a headliner for your <laughs> yeah. next camouflage show, uh, I'm pretty sure he's available. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's not booked on I'm anything I'm else. Janine, I don't want her to come by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have the new voice of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, that That's a wrap on gay moms. We're going to move on to a listener question okay. uh, before we get to our plugs. So this comes from a new listener. And she said, I'm in this weird situation. I'm bisexual, but I don't really feel attracted to men unless there's a romantic interest. I don't look at a man and be like, oh, I'd hit that, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Same. (laughs) uh, Yeah. (laughs) 
I do feel attracted to women because obviously they're stunning. What a smart listener. Mm -hmm. Uh, The problem is I've been in a beautiful, loving relationship with a man for more than four years now. I'm attracted to him, but I also kind of want to roam the earth and be a happy lesbian. Any thoughts? Do it. Yeah. (laughs) Save them. I know this show. (laughs) Beat it. This guy seems gross. (laughs) Also, strong, strong people go into open relationships. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> absolutely. Every lesbian's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, they do not. Get this bastard out of your studio. <laughs> I kind of liked him for a little bit. And now, yeah. then he did that gay voice once. I hated that. I hated when he did that. And I, and I hated when I did that. And, uh, <laughs> and I hate that he told oh. me to go. I only can love Open one person. Yeah. Get out of here. I can only love someone from the moment I see them for yeah. mostly eight years, and then I will leave them after they look just like me. <laughs> they morph into me, and we have the same glasses prescription. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's great. Leave them. Yeah. I mean, my advice to it, it also, like, age would be a good context. So I actually did ask about this. Okay. Um, because, like, 22 is one thing. Just leave him. Just do whatever the hell you want. 20. So oh. I, uh, four years. I know. I replied, Get out of here. I know. I replied kind of thoughtfully <laughs> at first. I was like, well, you know, like, normally you should go into a relationship kind of defining whether or not it you want it to be open or not, mm-hmm. but if this, this is something you feel strongly about, you should be able to talk to him about it and maybe an open. And she's like, uh, yeah, I brought it up before and he didn't seem too happy about that. And then also I'm 20. I'm like, Oh, never mind. Never leave mind. Him. Just leave, leave him. him. Also, who is this guy? Yeah. I don't like that. You're going to go see other women. Let yeah, her like, do what she wants. Yeah. <laughs> Are you straight or not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're, you're 20. You need to. God, 20 do that is so roaming. young. I yeah. can't even, like, I honest to God, I don't even remember, like, I don't have any, like, coherent memories of age 20. Like, yeah. it just seems so. Well, like, and you're just not, like, you, you're not even, like, fully grown into, like, who you are yet. And that's what got same for the boyfriend. Like, I, I, I mean, who knows? Just wait, that guy's 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. He's 38. <laughs> He's 38, and Anyways, he says that this is just a phase. Yeah, yeah. This guy sounds gross. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you guys seen the, I think you've seen it, the Reddit thread that's being, like, passed around right now about the guy listing out about his weird girlfriend who's, oh, like, yeah. obviously a He's witch. He's like, yeah, she's great, but then she, she like, collects, like, bird corpses or something. <laughs> yeah, like, she, something. she collects bones, and she, like, grows she, poisonous plants. And, and listens and, to, like, weird music. Yeah, she has poisonous dangerous plants in her house and, and then has like, a really big bed yeah. and everyone's like uh like, you don't deserve her <laughs> she's awesome and a witch and obviously gay and yeah <laughs> she's <sighs> i love clearly that. a gay That's witch great. and this guy's just like oh my friends say i should dump her but i don't know yeah she's so wonderful like except she- these weird hobbies <laughs> Dude, she's going to dump you. It's fine. But also um, having a bed isn't a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> having a big bed is not. That's weird. Raising but. poisonous plants is like kind of the coolest thing. Like that's pretty metal. I think that's awesome. <laughs> I think it's awesome to have something in your house that like is contained but could for sure kill you. If yeah. you like. that's, why, that's why I make meth. <laughs> <laughs> There, there were so many men on that thread that was like, this sounds thrilling. I was like, yeah. of course men would like 
be really into a woman they think might kill them. Yeah. Or like for a lot of men, oh, yeah. I feel like that's a very appealing thing. Oh, totally. Like, they want to be living on the toes. edge. <laughs> yeah. Living on the edge. Uh, well, listener, I think you're very young and I yes. think that you should probably, I would say you should just end the relationship anyway, because you're too young to be like, committed firmly to one person holding like that yeah. yeah i mean when when you're a teenager like you guys were 16 like i get it it's even like if you're a lesbian stuff. i mean you, you you identify as bisexual but even if you're a lesbian like you can have a good high school boyfriend i know a ton of lesbians who had like really nice yeah. like loving relationships in, in high school but it's just like that's not their thing though yeah. and they learn yeah, it and unfortunately like, you, know, you know those relationships like you learn from them you grow you get what you can out of them and yeah. then and you're you not even on. gonna you're gonna barely remember this when you're our age I promise like yeah. it's not you're too young yeah your guys' brains are still developing you can like, save the poems he wrote to you yeah but uh, I'm sure he's a sweet kid and yeah. he'll, he'll get over I'm gonna it. say this just so there's a devil's advocate you're not too young. You're perfect. Yeah. Right? Oh, I know. Too, yeah, know yeah, I, mean? yeah. I know exactly what would happen if I heard someone say you're too young. I'd just be like, well, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I came in here for advice. Right? Yeah. And the advice yeah. is not that you- Not to be lectured you, yeah. by you old dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. You 32-year-old uh, dinosaurs. You know what love is? Oh, <laughs> right? You don't even know. Yeah. Right? Just wait till you have a mortgage. Then you'll know what love is. <laughs> right? No, it's like- don't you're listen to us. You're not too young, but like, yeah, like, but it's it's you're gonna change a lot. You're you're heading into a decade that's gonna bring a lot of changes to both of you. So, it but would yeah, be, if, if you've been in a relationship for for four years and you're uh, bisexual and you haven't had a chance to, yeah, I think you should explore, explore that. that. Who is this boyfriend? Yeah, tell the boyfriend the message in and yeah. tell him like, what's his problem? Yeah, yeah. let her go. Yeah. yeah. Like, even if you guys want to stay together, let her go yeah. and figure it out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I do believe in that, you know, if sometimes you just have to let people go. And, and I've seen it where people have, like, found each other again in yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. But, like, don't don't fight to hold on to something yeah. that isn't and working like, for you. And, sexual exploration is just, like, it's natural. Like, just, just, just do it. It's fine. Yeah. Wear protection. Definitely do that. Yeah, Wear your safe. dental dam. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your pockets stocked with dental dams and roam oh, that God. lesbian world. Uh, Lucas, you want to plug your upcoming shows and social media and all that yeah, good stuff? You, you can find me at uh, lovablelucas.com or oh, lovablelucas at uh, Twitter. Did and, your mom uh, buy that URL? No. <laughs> I'm doing well. <laughs> um, I have a show called camouflage we're at the uh, last saturday of the month uh please come out we mm-hmm. we'd really appreciate it Such we a are show. a very we try to do as diverse of a lineup as we possibly can yeah i'm usually the one white guy on the show Great. so all right or awesome. what you know white straightish you know yeah, guy yeah. On the show. yeah yeah oh my god uh leah bonima's set at the show i went to fucking killed me she was on the box panel Yes. Once. Okay. She's so funny. Yeah. She's so funny. I'll have to go to this. Yeah. For sure. Is it always in the same venue? It's a fun like show. The same place? Or I move it, it like around, moving? but okay. I like this venue at, that we went, we did. Okay. In Greenpoint? Cool. Yeah. Because yeah. you can go inside, and when it's inside, it's the best. Yeah. yeah. Outside, so whatever. But we had too many people. And there's free pizza. There is free pizza. Oh, sold. Right? Yeah. <laughs> best way to get people to a comedy show. And then... 
For us, you can subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. Rate and review us on iTunes. You know all this. Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, at Diking Out, Instagram. Follow us. Follow yeah. us on all, all the things. We post fun stuff. If you have questions for us that you want us to answer and tell you that you're just too young. Yeah. Uh, if you want to be lectured by <laughs> Yeah. If you want a couple old dykes yeah. <laughs> telling you that you don't know what's what, uh, email us, dykingout at gmail.com. Uh, we actually we have kind of like a backlog of questions. I'm excited to get to some of these, but thank you so mm-hmm. much for everyone who's writing in because uh, they are great, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are dealing with the same things. Yeah. Uh, you can check out our new website, dykingout.com. It's nice and nice and shiny. My right. mom did buy that one, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to outbid. We three, know three we had to go back and Lucas's forth with moms. her via email. <laughs> uh, and also, if you're able to and you want a diking out pin or temporary tattoos, you can support us or and extra content mm-hmm. like our diking off topic podcast. Um, support us on Patreon.com/slash diking out. Thank you for listening. We hope you dike out with us next week. Yay! Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.